With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you guys are great. Um, I just heard the most fascinating fascinating uh i guess it's a controversy in the wnba i'm gonna get to and, and i you're like dude i don't want to hear it like i got it okay so <laughs> so amazing i'm gonna have to play it for you upcoming in in 15 minutes you're like no way i don't care yes you 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 want to hear it it's it's really really good uh, there's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement writing tickets. Why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. Ben Bolin will join us. He of the Boston Globe, but covering the entire National Football League. Uh, let's let's start where everybody should start. If you're not starting with this story, you're not doing your job. Uh, first, we bid adieu on SportsCenter, my former uh, home, to Kenny Maine. And what better way to end your run 
than with the biggest story in sports, right? Like, if you're going to go out, you know, don't go out like the Seinfeld uh, finale. Go out with a with a bang. Bring in all the big-name guests, including Aaron Rodgers. This was Aaron Rodgers on SportsCenter last night. It never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, I love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, uh, you know, and, and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about, it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year and, uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, uh, the, the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people, from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names, to the 90s teams with – Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the Minister of Defense to the, the run that we've been on. It's about it's about the people. This is Andrew Branton, who, of course, was in the front office when they signed Aaron Rodgers out of college. T- take a listen to his thoughts on how deep these issues run. You know, the Packers aren't trading him. I don't believe any reports that say they might do it after June 1. So the ball is going to be in Aaron's court. And I come back to there's two issues here. There's personal and there's financial. But the original issue to me, it seems it's much more than financial. You only get to financial if you, you, you want to be there. There's something going on between the Packers front office and Aaron that's deep. Aaron has no trust for anybody there. Some of it's Jordan Love. Some of it's other stuff. Some of it's just they're not great communicators. They're elite talent evaluators that the Packers have always had. But sometimes communication gets crumbled over there. So we got a problem. I don't think he's going to retire. So I guess that means I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there too. And I think he's trying to discuss the ultimate disillusion, uh, uh, not disillusion. Um, it, like you talk about the disillusion of a marriage, right? That That's really what's happened. Like this Aaron Rodgers is telling you like to him, it's over. Even if he has to come back and play and they're like, it doesn't really matter to us. When the conversations stop in any relationship, that's when the relationship ceases to be a positive one, right? You can't even talk to each other. You can't stand each other, you know, where otherwise you try and kind of work through some things. And I do think that there's something that Aaron is getting at. Aaron is getting at, which is so very true in my profession. And I'm sure it's true in your profession. It's we're all in the people business. Whatever sport you're in, you're in the people business. Because if you're in sales, you got to be able to relate to your sales manager. If you're a sales manager, you got to relate to sales staff, but also, by the way, to the client and to your bosses. And as a boss, no matter what you're doing, you know, it's about managing people. Um, I do think that it's, he, he's saying it's not about Jordan, but it is about Jordan because Jordan only, uh, only makes Aaron Rodgers feel older. That's really what it was. It made him feel older. It made him feel, made him see the end of his career. And, you know, some of that is reality 
understanding you are older that ultimately will come to an end. But some of that is also an insecurity. And I, when I say insecurity, that well, Aaron Rodgers is insecure. Oh, you're calling Aaron, like we're all insecure on some level. T- tell me something, somebody who's not insecure. Might be about your height, might be about your weight. Tall people think they're too tall. Small people think they're too small. Average people are like, man, if I was a little bit taller. <laughs> I mean, look, any, any guy, once you get past 40, unless you're one of these guys blessed with like perfect hair that doesn't gray, you don't lose, hairline doesn't recede. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Then you see, just just like women, men see guys on TV and we're like, damn, look at The Rock. We're like, he's how old? <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers feels this way. I don't know whether he should, but you can't, you, you can't say how a guy feels or doesn't feel and, and kind of brush it off. Like, no, you don't feel that way. Of course he feels that way. These feelings are real to Aaron Rodgers. But how do you how do you handle it if you're the Packers after having mishandled it from Aaron Rodgers' perspective for so many years? I'll tell you this: like this is a this is a big thing. Okay, being an executive, everybody thinks doing your job is about doing your job. It's like I had uh, Steve Lavin's a great friend of mine, and when I interviewed for college basketball coaching jobs, he's like, "Look, man." You got the 90%. I was like, what's the 90%? He's like, I know you can coach and draw a place, but it's like coaching in college basketball is not, it's not about coaching. It's like 90% of the, it's about the, all the other stuff. It's about managing people and how you're managed and how you communicate with players, with assistants, with bosses, with administrators, with other teams, with, with the media. It's all about communication. And what it feels like is Brian Goodenkunz is a scout. That's it. He is a scout and he does a damn good job of putting together a team or picking out players based upon what he thinks will, will give you the best draft pick. What will give you the best personnel. And when Aaron Rodgers is saying like, he's got no bedside banner, no ability to relate. You know, this is actually in some ways similar to what we've had the past 12 years in the white house. Where there were some policies that I think anyone, if you looked at the policy, somebody discussed me like, you know, I, I agree with that, right? Like currency manipulation from the Trump administration by, by, the, by the Chinese government. I had somebody explain what that means. Like, this is a good thing for our country. The reason that it went over so poorly was he's got no bedside manner. Whereas his predecessor, President Obama, There are many of his policies like, yeah, I don't know about that one. But he had such a good bedside manner that you're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Whatever. Seems reasonable. (laughs) You know, that's what Aaron Rodgers is saying. But here's the net net from it. What's the ultimate takeaway from Aaron Rodgers calling out management? Well, the initial reaction is management bad. Management mean. Management not nice not warm, not about people, just you know, moving around pieces on a chessboard, not caring. And to that, it's very relatable to anybody who's worked for somebody else like that. I won't mention who, but I, look, I've worked for bosses before who literally will not communicate with you. 
just avoid you. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are bosses because they're not wired for potential conflict. They don't want to tell you something that you don't want to hear because they don't want you mad at them or they or at least publicly, but personally mad at them. They don't want, they're not built as confrontational people. Whereas athletes, coaches generally are like, look, we get confrontation every day. How, we, we, we we're conflict resolution experts, experts. Aaron Rodgers is an expert in conflict resolution. How do I know? You can't be the quarterback of a football team for a decade. You're going to have guys that don't like you. You're going to have guys that you got to get them all to play for you, whether they like you or don't like you. Got them all, get them all to respect you. But that's not how. The, the other places is a win for Aaron Rodgers is everyone can relate and everyone thinks management bad. Commissioner bad, management bad, ownership bad. You know, president's bad, senator's bad, Republicans, Democrats bad. Like anybody who's in leadership, we think it's bad. Ulterior motives doesn't care about us personally. But here's the long-term loss. While Aaron Rodgers got it off his chest, while Aaron Rodgers didn't have unnamed source within Aaron Rodgers' camp saying these things that he's unhappy about, um... He wasn't willing to go to the mattresses and say, I won't play for them again, period. And they're not going to trade him. They're not going to acquiesce. They're not going to fire their general manager. So he's going to show just how powerless the Packers actually are. And he makes it harder for the Packers to do their job because now anybody outside the Packer organization is like, wow, they really don't care about people. Why should I? It's already hard enough to get anyone to sign in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Just the reality of it is getting a, getting a dude to, to sign in Green Bay, Wisconsin as a free agent is really hard. It's going to be made even harder because Aaron Rodgers is telling you, you don't want to do business with those people. The team that he plays for, the only team that he's collected a check for, the same team that gave him more money than anybody in the history of the sport just two short years ago. Aaron Rodgers is right in his own mind and in getting it off his chest and in not saying, Hey, I, I you know, I didn't say it. So source, I don't know about these sources, you know, not playing the, I didn't do it. That part is right. And he'll be, he'll get praise from social media and the media for standing up to the man. But the reality is he made it way more difficult for those guys to do his job. And in addition to ticking them off, they're not going to trade him anyway. Cause you're not going to give up on, the best quarterback in football or second best quarterback in football when you have him under contract for three years. He's actually going to accomplish the opposite of what he wanted to accomplish. All while making it harder for those guys to help him out. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Bucks took a two games to none lead last night. Did you see this game? So here's basically what it's like: the old law of averages. Did you see what the Bucks shot in the first game um, against the Miami Heat? Ramos, do you know anything about these numbers? I don't. I'm guessing that the Bucks shot low against the Heat in the first game. Um, that would be there. There, yes, the shooting percentage was exceptionally low. This is, and I, I'm not making any of this up. In the first game, the Bucks won the game. They shot 16 percent from three. Oof! Ooh. Right, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. 
So in the law of averages, right, that that most assuredly will rise, you know, the more games you play, especially for a team that, you know, for the seat for the entirety of the season shoots far better than that. So what happened? Well, the second postseason game was a little bit different. They took on the Miami Heat and all the shots they missed, they essentially made, especially in the first half. They had 14 first half three point shots. 14. For the game, they end up 22 of 53. That's 41.5%. So there's the old law, law of averages. But it, it, it's huge for the Bucks. Giannis had 31, 13, and 6. Bryn Forbes, 6 threes, 22 points. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler continued to really struggle. 10 points, but more than anything, a plus minus of minus 34. And Tyler Hero, 4 points in 18 minutes. Milwaukee was 5 of 31 from 3 in the first game. They were 10 of 15 from 3 in the first quarter alone on Monday. So, you know, I mean, you limit the heat's good look at looks at 3. I I I just my my biggest takeaway is what things that happen in the bubble are not reality. Like Bubble basketball was a lot like reality TV. There, there are some very good lessons you can take from it. There is a reality to it, but it's a parallel universe that looks like ours, smells like ours, tastes like ours, but is not ours. That's reality TV. Pick any of these quasi-reality shows. You know, even the Real Housewives stuff. Right? Like, are there wives that have these you know, these clicks and inner battles and arguments and fights. And yes, is it to that level? No, that no, any of these reality shows have a bit of reality to them, but they're so formulaic. They're so planned. You know, it's, it's so inorganic. That's what you had last year in the bubble. You had these extra games that didn't actually matter to lead you up to the playoffs. You know, then you had no fans away from home. Everybody reacts differently to it. Not everybody was healthy. Not everybody was all in on being there. There was no home court, no travel. The schedule was a mess. And then there was a kind of a shutdown because of protests in the middle of the playoffs. And it caused for some inorganic results, maybe or inauthentic results. Also kind of the same. Just wasn't. Like the Heat weren't the best team in the East, maybe not even close to being the best team in the East. They just happened to get the right draw at the right time and get the most dysfunctional teams, and they got hot. And Jimmy Butler, under those circumstances, like, look, when the, when they had the shutdown, the Heat, they were way ahead of everything. They Mickey Aronson sent everybody Pelotons. And when they got there, most of their guys were young. So when you take a guy away from Miami, or from their hometowns, you know, and they were locked down before, but they're not leaving their, their kids behind. They're going to be less emotional. Younger guys are used to playing in these empty gym environments like it's AU basketball. Like Tyler Hero was doing that two years previously. Now you put him in a real NBA game, in a real arena with real travel an entire year and a more thorough scouting report, and this is what happens. Bubble basketball looked like ours, felt like ours, wasn't ours. Wasn't the same thing as what we're seeing now. Okay. I want to play you for your sound. 
there's a uh, a lady whose his name is Liz Cambridge. She's one of the top centers in the WNBA. So what happened was there's a head coach named Kurt Miller. He's been with the Connecticut Sun for a, a good amount of time. He was just suspended and fined ten thousand dollars because apparently he was trying to get a call during a game. He yells at the ref, "Hey, you know, come on, she's three hundred pounds in there, right?" So apparently Liz Cambridge heard it, and this was her post on Twitter. But something went down uh, in today's game, and I need to speak on it because if there's one thing about me is that I will never let a man disrespect me. Ever! Ever, ever, especially a little white one. So to the coach of Connecticut, I'm sorry, little sir man, I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm going to need you to get Right, baby, because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing, I just double-checked, because I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds, and I'm I'm very proud. Okay, so... does it, Do we all, we all understand the hypocrisy in it, right? Like, nobody really... Do you really care that he's a... He, Kurt, Kurt Miller is a smaller white dude. She's a big lady. But if you're really going to take it personal when somebody goes over the top and says like, come on, ref, she's 300 pounds. If you really want to be judged as a legitimate sport, this has been the problem with women's sports in the grand, in the grand scheme of things. It's just, you want to be judged as equals. I'm okay. I'm everyone's okay with that. You want to be judged at the same as a men's sport, okay. Then, look, there's just a reality to a lot of the things that you say, which go against that you don't actually want that. You can't be all about inclusivity and anti-racism and then make fun of the fact that he's a little white dude. You can't say, I'm proud to be a big girl, whatever. And he, she didn't say big girl, but whatever. And then when he goes over the top with his comments, you suddenly act like you're so offended by it. <laughs> and the idea that you're offended when you're not, but you're only offended because you hear it and need your, if you're going to be offended, that's fine. But you, we, we do see the hypocrisy to it, right? Like every, everybody know, un, understands it. It's no different than the women's national soccer team. You're like, well, we want to be paid to level the men. Like, actually, you get a higher percentage of the cut of men. The difference is that anytime you roll out a soccer ball with the men's national team and you bring in these other national teams, we, we generate far more revenue. Your cut's actually bigger. It's just a smaller chunk of money. You know? And it's like the it's like the WNBA. Like we want to be paid at a level commensurate with like you play in the summer, you play limited games, you've had to go to smaller arenas. If you want to play in bigger arenas, you do understand that's a bigger lease payment that you have to make. You know this is this is no different than when 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 a woman runs for president. Like again, you don't have to necessarily it, the the comments don't have to be sexist, but like we can. People can pick apart your argument just like anybody else's argument and not make it about your sex or just just the argument that you're representing. 
if it's off limits to make to to go over the top about somebody's weight, fine. Then it's got to be off limits to make fun of somebody's height and somebody's race. I'm I'm not the only one. And again, for anyone's record, I don't care. Like, look, my dad was a little white dude. Matter of fact, his nickname at the Rucker Park at Rucker Park was the white boy from Long Island. Okay. Right. He was white. He moved out to Long Island when he's 13. But by the time he's playing in Rucker, he was like in his 20s. Okay. But you can't act like you're some quasi offended by it. Get a dude suspended. Get 10 grand of his money. When your commentary is equally, if not more offensive. That's the height of hypocrisy. Let's get to Deb Carson. Deb. Hello, hello. Deb, Deb, yes. Do you agree, disagree? Feel feel free. Everyone's opinion is is valid here. Well, uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, I would say Shaquille O'Neal lots of times was called out because of his weight uh, or or size, I should say. Um, Always. Yeah. Always. So, yeah. So. So that if it's uh, if it's good for the men, then then you can unfortunately do and, it. And for look, the, I, to the I women under, too, and I so. understand, like you know, it's it's like you never ask a woman how much she weighs, right. right? Like it's a, but I mean, let's let's not act like she's she's not some sensitive. Oh, I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna spiral into an eating disorder because of it. That's not her personality. It's just not. I mean, it's pretty obvious in her post that she's a big personality. And, you know. And a great athlete. Oh, great player. Yeah, exactly. She's not a good player. She's a great player. Yeah, absolutely. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Ben Bolin joins us uh, from the Boston Globe. Ben, let me play for you. And I know you've heard it, uh, but some people have not. This is Aaron Rodgers on SportsCenter last night. Never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, You know, a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, I love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, uh, you know, and and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year, and uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So. This is just kind of, I think, uh, the the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people, from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names, to the 90s teams with Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the Minister of Defense to the, the run that we've been on. It's about It's about the people. Ben, what do you take from his comments? I have no idea what he's saying there. That was uh, an impressive kind of filibuster by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, look, he's upset that the Packers drafted his replacement. He doesn't hate Jordan Love, but he hates the idea of Jordan Love. Uh, it's the same thing that Brady went through with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady wins the Falcons 28-3 to Super Bowl, and the Patriots don't trade away Jimmy. And Brady's like, what the heck do I have to do around here to, to get some respect? And I think Aaron Rodgers feels the same way. He's just won an MVP. He's been the lifeblood of the the Packers for the last 15 years or so, uh, he wants uh, the respect. And he, he was upset that not only did they draft Jordan Love, but that he, he probably feels they didn't communicate it properly. They didn't let him know about it. Um, I, I'm not sure 
you know, I, I understand like each individual person that you're going to be upset when, when you see, you know, your mortality staring at you in the, in the mirror. And, um, you, you know, the, the signs are very clear that the Packers were thinking about moving on from Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know what he, you know, the, the GM, Brian Gutekunst and the, and the, the president, Mark Murphy, their responsibilities to the organization, not necessarily the Aaron Rodgers and they're preparing for the future. So, uh, you know, Rodgers is ticked off that he, he doesn't have maybe the job security that he thinks he deserves. But, you know, the people in charge of the organization are, are thinking more long-term than Aaron Rodgers is right now. Okay, so so here's – I think he should have just said, I don't like Brian. Right? Like, look, you ever you – ever, he could have just said, like, can you ever have a boss? Can, Kenny Mayne did the interview. You ever have a boss you don't, just don't like? Like, that's how I feel. You know, I just don't like Brian. And I don't like the idea of having a replacement. I do think that while all those things may make him feel better, and look, because all of us have had a boss we didn't jibe with, we didn't, we didn't like how, or they didn't have good bedside manner, the fact is that they're not trading him. He can't really sit out without having to write a bunch of checks. And he does only have a couple of years at most left, like, they still hold all the cards, and I actually think this makes him look weaker, even if initially he's strong because he didn't let somebody say it for him. He said it himself, um, and, uh, and, and he went after management, who no one ever defends management or ownership in any of these dis- discussions. Yeah, that's a great point. That's kind of a, a layup for Aaron Rodgers to, to bash the front office, and I'm sure there are a lot of Packers fans saying, sure, just fire the GM. I mean, who cares? It's, it's all about Aaron Rodgers anyway, but that's not how these organizations work. And the Packers obviously believe very strongly uh, in their front office structure. And, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't, he's probably not thrilled with the fact that he's 38 years old and coming up upon uh, the end of his NFL career. And you're right. I really don't think he's going to be going anywhere. The Packers do hold all the cards. He's still under contract for three more years. It's going to cost him a ton of money to hold out, to retire, whatever i think the the end game for this it's been the same all along the packers will give him a pay raise for this year say thank you for you know obviously for winning the mvp last year for everything that you do but um unless they guarantee more money into next year which i don't think they will i, I think this is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers' last season in green bay but i think it'll be here he's butting his head against the wall the team clearly doesn't want to trade him i mean all they talk about is trying to reconcile and They've had the you know separate people from the organization fly out to California to meet with him, uh, try to smooth things over. That says that they don't truly believe in Jordan Love right now either. I don't think you know if they if they loved, pardon the pun, what what they saw out of Jordan Love, they'd say okay, let's trade Aaron Rodgers and get our three number one picks. But I don't think they feel great about Jordan Love right now, so they have no intention to trade Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think he's going anywhere this season. They'll just give him a pay raise. Now, next year, you know, talk to me again. I I do think it's very real that he ends his career in another uniform, perhaps the Denver Broncos, who knows. But um, I I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere this year. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports. That's the voice of voice of of Ben Volan. Yeah, the the whole thing is uh, is, in fact, it's, you know, for lack of a better word, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see. Um, Okay, then there's Julio Jones. Look, you've been doing this a long time. You're a journalist, right? You've been an insider. You, you know, you've, you've been an opinion guy. You've covered just the Patriots. You cover the entire league. What do you think about Julio Jones and Shannon Sharp calling him when it didn't appear to know he was on live TV? Yeah, 
I, I would have maybe mentioned right at the top, like, oh, by the way, you're on national TV right now. Maybe he and Julio had an understanding before. Maybe that was all a setup. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obvi- I, I think it was obvious before Julio Jones even went on TV yesterday that he wants out of Atlanta. You know, the issue with him right now is he's got kind of two big strikes against him to a trade. He's, well, three, really. He's older, 32 years old. He had a, an injury-plagued season, you know, hamstring injuries, never a good thing for uh, an, uh, an athlete like Julio Jones and a wide receiver. And then his contract, he guaranteed 15.3 this year, and he's got some guaranteed money next year, and he's probably going to want a new deal. Um, so that, that would certainly explain why the Falcons haven't gotten many offers yet. They're waiting for procedural reasons till after June 1st to trade Julio Jones, and I think they'll get much better offers. They're going to have to decide – you know, do they want the cap space, which they need? They have less than a million dollars of cap space, or do they want the draft pick? If they want a better draft pick, they're going to have to eat some of that money. Um, if they want to just get rid of the contract, they're going to have to take whatever they can get—a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick. Um, they're they're going to be a handful of teams lining up to to get Julio Jones, especially if the Falcons are willing to eat some of that money. Uh, so so he should have suitors, and the Falcons should be able to to move on and get the cap space that they need. But you know, I, I, even at 32. I, I definitely think he's uh, a productive, uh, still a top-notch receiver, but I would be wary of acquiring him and, and committing too many years to him just because, you know, at 32 and in the injury history, certainly that's that's got to be scary for, uh, for some teams. No, no question. I also think, you know, these guys, they want guaranteed contracts. They want big money guaranteed contracts and their lack of vision for what it means and how it ends, Right. Like that, that, that's the, that's the big thing. Like I want all this money up front and I want it guaranteed. Like, okay, you do understand that if you take this money, we are not going to trade you. And you know, when it's over, it's over. Like you're, you're signing it in, in blood. Basically it makes it almost impossible to trade you based upon how the salary cap works. Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, I, I think, you know, for quarterbacks, you see that. And even then like the Eagles this year, even though it wrecked their salary cap to trade Carson Wentz, they still did it. But, you know, most position players, you can their contract's never going to be big enough that a team is just saying, well, we don't want to wreck our cap. I mean, if, if a team wants to make a move, like the salary cap, I saw a great quote the other day, like the salary cap is always an excuse, not a reason. Like if you want to sign a guy or get rid of a guy, you can always justify it. And if you want to say it's the salary cap, that's more – kind of an excuse than anything. I think Julio Jones is definitely probably going to be looking for one more big deal. You know, he's got this year already fully guaranteed, but he's probably going to want 2022, 23. He's going to want a few more years guaranteed to take him to age 34, 35 in the NFL. So that's going to be, you know, interesting to see whether a team's willing to guarantee him a few more years. You know, I could see a team like the Raiders, maybe the Bears, the Colts, teams that need to make a splash, maybe the 49ers. Uh, teams that need a receiver need to make a splash. I, I could see some teams making a play for Julio Jones and, and guaranteeing him maybe a couple of years. But again, he's on the wrong side of 30, and now the injuries are starting to pop up. So th- that's going to be the thing that kind of hampers him as he tries to get a new contract. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. By the way, the Julio Jones catch before the comeback is in the Super Bowl is one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life. Maybe the greatest catch in the history of the Super Bowl that everybody's forgotten about. That was it's un- insane. unbelievable. It's insane. If, if you go back and watch that, the, the Patriots cornerback is like a fingernail away from tipping that ball and just the throw and the catch is unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. Ben, great stuff. Thanks for joining us.
All right, Dougie, thanks. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we let Deb Carson have creativity galore with a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. What's the game today, Deb? All right. John Ramos. Rank him. Rank him. And by the way, I rank John Ramos as the number one uh, music picker in uh, in radio. He always picks good music to come back with. Roger that. All righty. <laughs> rank the best players in Utah Jazz history, Doug Gottlieb. Um, okay. Donovan Mitchell, three. Carl uh, Malone, the second all-time leading scorer in NBA history, two. And John Stockton, who's the all-time assist leader in NBA mm. history, one. I know that Adrian Dantley, I was in his prime. Pistol Pete Maravich, back when they were the New Orleans Jazz, scored a lot of points. Darren Williams, great player. Uh, but I, I think one and two, no one would argue. And I, I think Donovan Mitchell is in that conversation at three. I'll, I'll give him three because I, I think there are several more spectacular years in him. Agreed. Agreed. All righty. We're going to rank the top three receiver duos in the NFL right now. Oh, that's okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to go, I mean, Evans and Godwin won the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty strong one. But one of the reasons that they were able to win the Super Bowl was it's kind of an ensemble cast. Like Gronk was big. They now have... Um, you know, now you have somebody you can throw to out of the backfield. Great defense. Yeah. I, here's my personal one, okay? okay. I'm going to put uh, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen mm. three. Okay. okay. Adam Thielen three. I'll put uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams two. And um, I'm going to say number one, though, okay, number one is Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Okay. I'm going to throw honorable mention for potential Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb in there also. But I'm a homer. I, I, I know. I, I like them both. It just, I, I'm not convinced that Amari Cooper is a one, but maybe C.D. Lamb also is close, is a 1B as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and I also think they have an ensemble cast. They do. My, my problem with the, the Cowboys is who have they actually beaten? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of which, how about uh, ranking your top three comeback of the uh, player of the year candidates in the NFL? Uh, okay, I'll put Derwin James three. I don't think he'll win. He's a defensive player. It'd be really hard for him to win it. Um, I would put uh, Dak Prescott two. 
And I think Christian McCaffrey at one. And the reason Christian McCaffrey at one, no, he's a running back is, remember, over 100 catches the first three years. Uh, played every game, only played three last year. And I think the Carolina Panthers have, have a substantial jump here in year two under Matt Rule. And I think he'll put up big numbers. Absolutely. And that was game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. We're talking about Donovan Mitchell. And apparently there's a bit of a, a rift between Donovan Mitchell's people and the team. But what if the team is actually looking out for Donovan Mitchell above his own personal team? We discuss next. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.